afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark to Life podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. Um, <laughs> I'm so I'm so livid about what happened uh, in Georgia that it's been consuming my every thought for like a day. This is probably the worst yet because it's so ridiculous and evil. Oh, it's all very evil. I mean, it's this one is just we're going to go through it, obviously, here. But um, there's a lot. Um, and, and I wanted to start off with a couple other things and then get into that and then end with something a little more. It's spooky. It was shared by a uh, listener on on her Twitter page this morning. And I, I watched it. And it's going to be right up your alley, Frank. It's about the Malaysia flight. I don't know if you've seen this yet. What? MH370 mm-hmm. or something? Have you seen the new, like, the new footage they've uncovered of the radar? No. Oh, my gosh. What so, do you mean? The new uncovered footage? Wasn't that uh, nearly 15, 20 years ago now? It was in 2014, but 2014. 10 years ago. Basically 10 that years. Seems, that seems too soon. Oh, I'm, That's, it, I'm not. Am man, I wrong? Weird. Am I wrong? Let me check. No, no, you're probably right, but it just seems too soon. Seems like so much longer. Jim flight disappearance um what i have i guess just recently within march 8th 2014 just recently from some footage that was posted on youtube back then but somebody came across recently that had like somebody just randomly came across it i guess and it has set the internet on fire in a certain segment on Reddit, they've done this huge investigation into it with all these people that have pulled together. You know, how they found, you know, they find missing people on Reddit, for goodness sakes. The, 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 the most brilliant people on earth are floating around on Reddit and they do their thing and find things. Well, anyway, apparently this footage was posted. It was footage from different, um, different sources that show three objects on radar on infrared around the plane. And then a huge flash and the plane just disappears into thin air. And they went in and dissected it, the cloud cover, how things were then. Like they've done this whole breakdown of this video footage. It's pretty freaky. Mm. Okay. So I got, well, I got to see it. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll play it towards the, towards, unless you want to do it now. No, we'll do it towards the end. We'll do it towards the end. You'll okay. like it. But so Georgia then. No, first we're doing ivermectin because it's back in the news. Oh, okay. Um, this is Dr. Bowden. She is still prescribing ivermectin for her patients for COVID because it works. Her patient filmed her, himself going into Kroger to fill his prescription. And this is what happened. Hi, I had the same prescription filled at the other store uh-huh. and no issues. I don't understand. I don't know. Um, I don't have any stock. Are you talking about ivermectin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any. I already okay. But he said he wouldn't. You wouldn't fill it either, even if you did. Well, even if I had it, those that quantity, I can't fill it in those directions. I can't. It's not FDA approved, so we're not comfortable. With it. Well, neither is Wellbutrin for smoking cessation, but it doesn't matter. It does matter. If you're going to no. do it for one, why wouldn't no, you do it for the other? You wouldn't give me prenatal vitamins either because it's not FDA approved for men. Uh, we can't. I think that's a chicken shit answer. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, first of all, it is FDA approved. Second of all, you're not a doctor. Third of all, they have it in stock. 
course. That's a very they, convenient they, line. They just they they like being the 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 uh, the political bouncers for people. Especially- they like being able to tell people, no, you're not coming in. No, I know who you are. I know why you're. I know why you have interest in this drug. I hate everything about you and the people that you know. This is what they do. That's uh, and, and again, it's the pharmacy. This is a pharmacy. This is the kind of stuff. This is the kind of stuff. The authority that was created out of thin air over the last couple of years, where pharmacies can get in the way of people and prescribe drugs from actual doctors because they are political henchmen. Corporate political henchmen. There's um, there have been like drug shortages everywhere, pharmaceutical shortages, a lot of problems lately with that. And I take um, I take a prescription every day, and I couldn't get it because of a shortage, which is really, really terrifying when it happens to you and you need your medicine for a condition that you have. And come, I went to private pharmacies, local private pharmacies, because usually they have stock in, in things that the corporate pharmacies don't have, and none of them would take any new patients. So there's not only will you you can't go to a local pharmacy anymore and and you know they're like now we're we're only prescribing medicine to the people that have already bought medicine from us you can't have yours (laughs) we have it but you can't have it some farming so some pharmacies to avoid to avoid having to come into this kind of confrontation have actually said we can't accept any more customers yes happened to me three times And like part of me was like, I really want to put these people on blast because they're like, I'm not going to die if I don't have my medicine. Okay, it's going to be difficult and painful for me. But um, that is just disgusting. Like, I think that's the most unethical nonsense in the world. Like we have stock, but you can't have it. Sorry. Like for no other reason other than you've never bought anything from us anymore. Well, how am I ever going to start buying things from you if you won't <laughs> Such a catch twenty two. Anyway, people are going to compounding pharmacies for stuff like ivermectin. People are going overseas for things like ivermectin. People are traveling into Mexico to buy it over the counter. Think about that. We are in the United States of America, and people cannot get their hands on what is a drug with a safer safety profile, a better safety profile than Tylenol to treat their illness because progressive communist pharmacists refuse to give it to them. Well, yeah, well, because they have been encouraged by the White House. That's the pretty much whatever kind of brain trust was there that's disseminating this game plan down to everybody else. That's it. I mean, that that is one of the bigger I, I'm sure somebody's written about it. But as far as the as far as the, the reversing of longstanding civil rights law over the last between 2020 and 2022, 2020 to 2021 especially i mean there's just so much there's so much there's so much ab- ability that was just given to private businesses right to to interfere with people's personal lives to ask personal questions about whether or not they've been uh you know medicated in some way like all privacy and and many civil rights law have been completely negated just because of a couple of press conferences that's it 
it's uh, it's incredible. Not even an act of Congress. It's yeah, it is. And so um, new column went up at the high wire. A look back at the war on miracle drug ivermectin. Very short, gets right to the point. Three years ago, we were locked down and deemed prisoners. Um, ivermectin was was a medicine that showed promise. Studies have proven it over and over again. Obviously, we all know the war against ivermectin. But just to give you a history, ivermectin's journey began in 1973 with the discovery in Japan of unique soil-dwelling microorganisms called avermectins, from which ivermectin is derived. In 75, Merck Laboratories discovered that avermectins produce a potent parasite-destroying substance. The more effective ivermectin, a purified chemically modified bioactive agent of avermectin, was confirmed powerful in human health in 1987. As time passed, ivermectin, which won a Nobel Prize in 2015, was introduced to treat other human conditions, leading many experts to label it a wonder drug. And the NIH agreed. In 2011, the agency published a study titled Ivermectin, Wonder Drug from Japan, The Human Use Perspective. The study concluded that along with penicillin and aspirin, ivermectin is a drug that can unmistakably be labeled as a wonder drug. Why? Cancer, inflammation, parasites, rosacea. So, like, the list of things that it's beneficial for. I think I've, I've posted on social media uh, the before and after pictures of my skin that nobody could figure out what was wrong with it before and after taking prophylaxis ivermectin. Which I do. What have you found? What have you uh, read about cancer in particular? What 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 happens there? Does it stop uh, cell replication or? Yeah, it inhi- it inhibits the way the cell divides or or the programming of the cell in some way. I I could never ever recite it to you. I can definitely link the papers in the show notes though for people. Gotcha. They exist. They do. Um. And. This column, again, it's really, really short. Doctors that were prescribing ivermectin, like Potes, for example. Through my political advocacy work on neglected tropical diseases, I'm as responsible as anyone for the mass ivermectin prescription of tens of mil- to tens of millions of people with river blindness, lymphatic filariasis, strongle, and scabies. Ivermectin is a great medicine, but not for COVID-19. Great, fine, and good. You may think so. But do you remember how we were told it was dangerous? How they used fake pictures of people lined up outside of a, a something in, in the middle of the winter as though it was... The, remember? They used yep. fake... Saying that gunshot... Yeah, saying that gunshot wounds couldn't be treated at the local hospital because there were so many people there for ivermectin overdose. Yep. Just... All lies. And, and of course, you know... Th- I, th- the other thing, too, is they have to lie again about the severity of most people's experience with COVID-19 for them to talk about, for them to be able to diminish the utility of this uh, this drug, ivermectin, in in COVID cases. Because, you know, all river blindness, this and that, they'll go through all the things where, oh, I would use this for all that stuff, but uh, but not not for a... Not for a, a, a virus that, for most people, is you know, I mean, it's not fun, um, but it, it's just it, it's always psychological. The way that they diminish the importance of one thing, the severity they increase the severity of something else, and um, it's just the, they're always right. So what are you going to do? What are you What are you going to do? Mm. So moving on to this 
travesty. Monday night, I guess the grand jury was in Fulton County and they stayed there after the court closed in a big dramatic presentation of evidence to the grand jury. And at some point at around seven o'clock, maybe it was a little earlier, an indictment was posted on the website with the case number and a judge assigned and everything else. And the, the media was planted there looking at it. But the, the, the problem was the grand jury was still deliberating, Frank. <laughs> and but so this is how how many hours before several and now what is the now what's the real scuttlebutt with all this stuff because if i could see why even though they're nuts and i know that it's all just nonsense i could see why they would have an indictment ready should they get should they get the result that they want from the uh from the the grand jury just so that they can get it on out there as quick as possible. Um, does one have something to do with the other? Like, what is the, where's the, aside from, you know, putting the cart before the horse in a very public way, what is the big, the big, the biggest problem about this? Well, it, first of all, taints a jury pool because it gives an appearance that there is there. It gave the appearance that they had already come to their conclusion from a prosecutor's standpoint before a grand jury even released it. It's not easy for a clerk to accidentally upload a document. Immediately after they uploaded it and people started sharing it around and they did news reports about it, the clerk said that it was fake, counterfeit, not real. That's stupid, knowing that the real one is the ex looks exactly like it and it'll be coming out in hours. Well, yeah, they were forced to walk that back and there was a big scuttlebutt yesterday about, you know, finally the clerk came out and took responsibility for it after saying that document is not real. We don't know anything about it. Like they, they lied to everybody. Yeah. Talk about giving confidence. I'm like, they're uploading fake things and then lying about uploading them just the same way they handled the Fulton County election. Pretty serendipitous, if you ask me. Um, but that was just the beginning of what has turned into an absolute mockery of what our country is supposed to be. To the point where I don't even know what to say anymore. This, well, yeah. this is the most, this is the most, like, I don't know how this woman sleeps at night. Anybody with a soul. With us, with a smile on her face. You, you see, another, another oval faced ass wipe who is just obviously just loves this. This is the, for her and that Alvin Bragg guy, people like them, this is the equivalent of a dog getting its belly scratched. So I mean, disgusting. She, she looked, she looked ecstatic. I know she did. And it's, it just disgusts me. Like there's static. No, like like, like this, she was a, a, a like a stand-up comedian or something. This can't continue there in the natural order of things. The evil does not get to reign for this long. It's just not how it works. Anyway, no. as they were doing all of this, they had cameras. Sometimes rain for hundreds of years. It's been uh, hundreds of years. We just didn't we're, realize we're... it. It's been hundreds of years. So anyway, they have all of these cameras there, like waiting to take video. Like the news cameras are all there, and 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 let's just listen to Alina Haba and what she had to say about it on Fox. This is disgusting. As well, what do you expect, Alina? 
I think we know what we expect because they leaked it by accident because some clerk accidentally filed it a few hours ago. There's going to be counts. It's going to be RICO. We all know what it is because we have a leaky AG prosecutor and DAs in this country. This is ridiculous. So the cameras are even watching this right now, frankly. I mean, it's unprofessional, it's unethical, and it's un-American. It is unprecedented. As a, why I don't, we don't often get behind-the-scenes camera footage of the process inside a court. It makes it feel it's like it's ridiculous. almost part of the show. It is part of the show. This is a show. It's a political show. Fanny, I can do TV too. It is not okay what you are doing. This is unacceptable. I, the fact that we have cameras and press sitting there, but I have not seen the indictment as his general counsel for Safe America. I have no indictment yet in, my, in front of me. How is that possible and how is that okay? Excuse us. When do you expect to see one? Uh, will, will, will you find out what the rest of us do? You know when I'll see it? When the New York Times or you guys send it to me. That's when I'll see it, because that's the way our country is operating these days. It's just a despicable situation. It really is. I have no words at this point. I have no words. This is the fourth indictment in months. It's political. It's election interference. And it is obvious, obvious. And if you're not awake yet, I don't really know what's, what it's going to take for you. I really don't. It, she's 100% right. And the problem is... Nobody is doing shit about it. Nobody. Nobody is doing anything about it. The casting, the casting is the worst part because they want, they want, they want to give all, you know, the, the, the black, the angry black women who, you know, they, they smile and chuckle on the outside, but you know that they are just a teeming storm of hatred underneath. I, I hate the casting as well. I mean, these are not real people with power. These are water carriers. And uh, they're 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 acting with what they believe is impunity, and it's true. It's true. What she's saying is true. And I don't know. I you know my my approach to this last night, uh, Tracy, and you've done a lot more on the the side of digging up the names and the places and the money lines and all that stuff. But you know, it, it's uh, who who knows. Obviously, we can talk about what what a legal strategy for one side or the other is going to be to be able to get through this, to manage timelines. I, I read, I heard what Mike Davis said. I heard what uh, Cash Patel said. I heard what uh, Dershowitz said Doesn't about matter. how this is just about get the convictions as quick as possible. Obviously, it's going to be reversed on, a, on appeal, but you're talking about managing now timelines of years, and it's definitely going to consume all of 2024. But for the rest of us, um, you know, we may have to face our our unenlightened family and friends down the line who want to make snide comments about wow trump you know for all the locker up stuff he's just getting destroyed over here it the details to me mean nothing anymore uh it because it's just the attempt we know what's being attempted for people like you especially tracy um, a, a lot of our friends and colleagues and a lot of people in the in the audience, because the audiences around the world, they have taken part in the research as well. At this point, I, I think it's um, it's one of those things to get lost in the details of one indictment or, or another is just really giving our energy over to what is uh, mainly a spiritual attack. Because you think about all the time that we spent combing through every detail of the non investigation that they launched into hillary clinton then russiagate which was a fake investigation a real investigation into fakeness and then you had the impeachment one everything in between big small or whatever you know 
we had a or what do we show there's something that's consistent throughout it all there is a meticulous layering of coordination between the company men and women of the bureaus the media the judges the prosecutors we have drowned ourselves in special counsels in skiffs and secret whistleblowers and intelligence community administrators and changing whistleblower uh criteria to fourth hand hearsay i mean we just know what's going on how many more special counsels and congressional hearings are we going to be suffocated under we're going to keep going you know analyzing every semicolon we at this point it should be safe enough for all of us to say we know what this is about and to go and jump into their arena and play defense is just at least on our end obviously there are people who actually have to fight the fight in the courtroom on behalf of people like donald trump and everybody else that they're going to throw this at in the years to come but uh, we got to save some sanity here we know exactly what this is it's not legitimate um for the benefit of the people that actually like want to spend some time understanding a little bit of what you know happened in here and i totally understand your perspective i wish i could just be like who cares but i can't too much in here for me of it's not about country. who cares it's not about no no no, no 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 i mean about the details and stuff like that i i didn't mean about the topic in general i meant like who cares about what's actually going on inside of what he's being charged with and things like that i can't do that personally um well because that's part of your specific job yeah yeah but i i mean i i would be i would be lying if i didn't say it's getting tiring to to deal with this over and over and over. i mean how you're right how much energy are we going to throw at stuff like this before we what do we do though like do we just forget it's happening like i oh no we're gonna have to live through it we're, we're, hey this is all to think that this is just a precursor for god knows what hell they're going to unleash throughout 2024 is a little a little uh little frightening and a little exciting at the same time i mean the thing that this is just an appetizer is that's the other thing we have to keep in mind there's like 18 people on here it's giuliani and eastman and meadows meadows i, I still can't wrap my brain around i can't wrap my brain around any of this they're they're criminalizing text messages people doing their jobs and free speech and and you know the the president of the united states telling people hey you might want to check out oan for a government that says they should be able to use their bully pulpit to tell people how things are missing disinformation they sure as hell want to criminalize anybody using the bully pulpit to get people to look at what might be true it, oh yeah the, the fact that that tweet was called furtherance of a conspiracy it, now was that a charge or just like it, um uh, supporting evidence of a charge it's supporting evidence of a charge My which god i cannot believe a group of 16 people sat down and looked through all of this and returned an indictment on any of it even if you were the most rabid far left democrat in the world understand the system is now poised so that as soon as anybody with a set of balls between their legs gets their hands on any sort of prosecution power or anything, you guys are all going to be so screwed and you're going to be crying your eyes out. Because what I advocate for, Frank, is for enough of the talk and nonsense, the left commits crimes every single day that go unprosecuted. We're not searching for a crime. They do it in broad daylight right in front of us and we just sit there and say, ah, you know... We've never done that before. We've never got enforced that law before. We've never we're playing a game like like we're being we're being pawns in a game where we have power 
to do something. More than half the country is deep red. DAs in, in, in any county in Arizona, for goodness sakes, or anywhere else that any of this stuff happens, should be seriously looking into filing charges against the people that actually committed crimes. Yeah. It should be happening everywhere. The Congress should be sitting there right now defunding, not trying to give 80 billion or whatever more dollars to the FBI to upgrade their facilities and build a new building. Are we serious people right now? Where is everybody? Where is everybody? Oh, it's too, you know, Frank, it's too close to an election. We can't be defunding anything right now. You know, people might get upset and not vote for us again. I'm tired of it. People oh, yeah. And meanwhile, look at that. They know it's too close to an election, too, which is why all this stuff is getting rushed out in quarter three of 2023. Because even though they have really no shame um, and they're unscrupulous, they, they, they even they know that for all of the these indictments to come out anywhere near quarter four, so close to New Year's Day 2024, is... Um, is too much so it's, it's a whole bunch of nonsense but there is one dominant there's one dominant faction with a whole bunch of you know traitors and gatekeepers and and uh and um you know where, that's where, it. look we're not i'm not even advocating like i'm not advocating that we do what the left does which is manufacture crimes you don't that, yeah well nobody's saying that well we don't have to we don't have to do that like why isn't Merrick Garland being held in contempt right now for all the perjury he's committed in front of Congress while under oath. Oh, we can't. Yeah. It's against norms, Frank. We would destroy norms if we did that. Oh, um, that's the best thing that could be destroyed right now is norms. This is something uh, that literally got Mark Meadows indicted. Are you ready? On or about the 21st day of November 2020. Mark Randall Meadows sent a text message to United States Representative Scott Perry from Pennsylvania and stated, quote, can you send me the number for the speaker and the leader of the PA legislature? POTUS wants to chat with them. This was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. So what was he aiding and abetting or something by trying to link them to the president of the United States? Everybody at that point in time in November, on November 21st, we all were frantic about what was going on with this election to pretend now all of a sudden that nobody was like, oh my gosh, they were having congressional hearings about it in these states. But he's the president I of the know. United States until, until end of January. If he wants somebody, if he wants his chief of staff to go and find him some state senator from anywhere yes. to talk to, who cares what they're talking about? Agreed. That's what I'm saying. That's why I can't, I must scream about this. Now, this is another thing, and we're going to go into this in a little more detail because, Frank, we there's probably no other outlet on the earth outside of Gateway Pundit that did more election integrity work than Uncover DC did. Just not one. There are hundreds of articles posted on our website about this stuff. Detailed, descriptive articles. Credits to Wendy Mahoney, who did a lot of that work. I did a lot of that work, too. This. On or about the 30th day of December 2020, Robert David Cheeley committed the felony offense of false statements and writings in Fulton County, Georgia, by knowingly, willfully, and unlawfully making at least one of the following false statements and representations to members of Georgia State 
Oh, Georgia of the Georgia Senate present at a Senate Judiciary Subcommittee meeting. One, that poll watchers and media at State Farm Arena were told late in the evening of November 3rd, 2020, that the vote count was being suspended until the next morning and to go home because of a major water main break. Two, <laughs> that Fulton County election workers at State Farm Arena voted the same ballots over and over again. These statements were in the jurisdiction of the Office of the Secretary of State. This was an act of racketeering activity and an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. This is December 30th after this had happened. Are you ready? The Fulton County, Georgia's most populous county, a water pipe has broken inside the arena. They had counted 86,000 absentee ballots. We don't know how many more they have yet to tabulate, but all the tabulation of those ballots has now stopped. We're told by election officials they may not finish tabulating those votes for a day <laughs> Wait or two. A second. So Wait a depending... second. I mean, it's just, it's just incredible to hear it again. But, like, where was the pipe? It's like, was it, was there a, uh, I don't know, was it in the bathroom? It ended up being a urinal, but that's not the point. A the, urinal? Yes, it, it, something did happen. But the reports that were coming out that day, and up until much later, and I have to pinpoint the date when, were exactly what he told the Senate Judiciary Committee. It's almost like they're gaslighting everybody to the point where they think that we will all forget at the same exact time what actually happened. I have a few more examples. I need to finish this clip. I, I'm beside myself with this. It's yeah. documented in the press, in the legacy media, on CNN and NBC and everywhere else. This was their excuse to get everybody out of State Farm Arena. Then we had the footage they're talking about that came from State Farm Arena. Footage they never should have had because it's, quote, illegal to be filming election workers and blah, 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 whatever. State Farm Arena had cameras going. They subpoenaed State Farm Arena for the camera footage. They got the camera footage and they pr presented it inside of, um, inside of this hearing. Now... Until up until now, I've never seen the other footage that everybody says discredits the footage that was shown. There is an attorney who did her last name was Peck. She did, an, uh, I believe she did a long presentation, about 15 minutes of exactly what happened, who pulled what from underwear when they put it there. You remember, we all watched it with our very own eyes. There was we were there. We were watching it. It was live streaming. The hearing was live streaming. Everybody was watching it. Here we go. I'm just putting this back on. How close the rest of this state is, we may not know the result of this critical battleground state for another day or two. That is because, again, a water pipe has broken in State Farm Arena. <laughs> because State Farm Arena is where they're it's counting so the ridiculous. absentee ballots of Georgia's most populous county. And now that tabulation has stopped. Whoa. Big development here. Yes, it's a big development. Tabulation stopped for everyone but two people. For everyone but two people, tabulation did stop, okay? They, Ruby and her daughter. Ruby and her daughter are mentioned in here several times. Somebody had gone to their house, I guess, saying they were in danger and they needed protection. It's very confusing, the story surrounding the, them. There's a defamation suit ongoing right now with Rudy Giuliani and a bunch of other people. Wasn't there another video of them showing the stacks of ballots on a private, like on a Facebook stream or something? Facebook stream. Yeah where she, she didn't have very many followers, but she was gleefully walking around saying, look, this is where we do. There's something very fishy about that whole scenario. Fresh. There's this, I remember this fresh 
unfolded stack right there at her uh, went brought everybody to her desk and it's just like this very quiet unassuming operation going on and of course like i look like fanny and the rest of them they're stupid they're stupid but they have been made comfortable in their stupidity and um and i guess ruby just thought that hey well this is i'm i'm part of the power structure at look and, at, at bear tax at, at brass tax bare bare minimum for our discussion today the two statements she just said were false are clearly documented in in history as not being false Here's from ABC. The election department sent the ballot counters at State Farm Arena in Atlanta home at 10.30 p.m. Regina Waller, the Fulton County Public Affairs Manager for Elections, tells ABC News. What is false about what that man said in that hearing? What is false? Even nothing. Nothing is false. It's a throne of lies. Here's a story. Pipe bursts in Atlanta causing four-hour delay. Jonathan Turley wrote out an article about... One to two days. The one to two days gets me. That really gets me. Um, this urinal busted. We're, we're, we're going to have to stop counting for at least two days. It wasn't It wasn't that. They stopped for the night. They they stopped for the night. They Everybody left. They started counting again when everybody left. That's illegal. They can't do that. And they did. The same way they started putting up cardboard on the windows so nobody could see in. Okay. Um, I'm just going to say this again. Everybody is yelling at me online for saying it, but we're in Fulton County, Georgia, in front of a judge who clearly, as of this point in time, is not showing any affinity for justice. There is a jury pool to choose from that we really can't have hope won't be impartial in Fulton County, Georgia. There is no pardon power by the governor in Fulton, Fulton, in Georgia. There is no pardon power from the executive for a crime committed in Georgia. The prayer that we have right now is that we can move this to federal court where it belongs for several reasons. Mark Meadows filed through his attorney yesterday to move it to federal court saying the state court, the state system cannot charge a federal official in his official capacity for these things. It's it's just a separation of powers sort of federalism issue that requires this case to be in a federal court. They want the case in a federal court so it can get its way up to the SCOTUS and it can be in the federal system. It's the only prayer that we have at this point of these people not being convicted of what is what is third world country-esque non-justice. And a jury of these people's, quote, peers will be responsible for all of this. The judge, so, the judge may say, no, you can't relitigate 2020. Not only can they not relitigate 2020, but all that stuff's destroyed. 22 months has long passed. So I don't know what this Monday bombshell report that's supposed to be coming out about all the fraud in Georgia in 2020. Guys, we're... Three years too late on that. I mean, come on. Like, in the and why are you going to hand everybody? I don't know what the play here is. Maybe he feels 
like the court of public opinion is more important right now. I'm not sure. But if you have real tangibles that haven't been released yet that nobody knows about, save them for your damn defense. Plastering them out for everybody to see right before you're going to have to endure the, everybody, everybody on that indictment is going to have to deal with the repercussions of whatever happens Monday. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I was wondering, okay, well, hey, uh, I, I mean, I maybe I'll watch, maybe I'll catch some highlights, but this stuff, I, look, I, I, I'm concerned about what is being thrown up against Donald Trump as well. Because like I, I see it not only as a a completely, uh, uh, it's, it's it's just it's just injustice, and then I also see the ripple effects that come out and affect us. I mean, what we were just talking about before with those damn tweets that are being cited inside of these uh, these again attempted murder, Don't go- attempted murder. The- you know that 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 won't be a problem for the rest of us. You don't think half of the things I said yesterday wasn't in furtherance of some kind of conspiracy that has not been laid yet? I'm Well, not even, I mean, and then who's the arbiter of what she clearly just blatantly lied? Blatantly. There is no, we are fighting evil. Everybody has to understand, this is pure evil. This is not of, of, of God at all. There is no ex- there is no explanation for it other than that this is it's pure evil straight up and I there are now how many charges against Donald Trump I don't even know at this point uh, to think that he is going to escape all of those is insane there's just what happens after he's convicted on whichever not that he deserves to be convicted goodness knows you know that I don't believe that. But he will be anyway. Well, that's what Dershowitz was saying. This is all this is about getting bad convictions as quick as possible. And then uh, and then on the appeals, the appeals process will then take anywhere from three to five years. The, the question I am wondering is. In all of the different locations where these charges are being lobbed at him and in those side, those locations, whether it be Georgia or D.C. or wherever, the, the juries that they're going to be able to assemble, the judges that they're going to be able to get assigned to the case and all that stuff. Uh, once they get some convictions that they're looking for on the record, what is his, is he going to be able to be a free man until the appeals process is? Who knows? Is, are any of those charges going to require his detention while the appeals process works Te- out? Technically... From some of what I've read, if he goes and turns himself in in Georgia, the charges that he's facing require incarceration. What are they going to do? Put him in. And I have some things here about the. Well, Atlanta- that sheriff in, in Georgia, he's another he's another uh, uh, another solenterate. Uh, he he seems to be very, very happy with his role in all this as well, too. He seemed to take a little bit more. Uh, glee and the fact that everybody who is processed here in my end of uh, my neck of the woods in Georgia is going to go through the fingerprinting and the mug shotting. So he he seems to be a very excited to be able to receive the president and mug shot him. So the, the Georgia jail where Trump could be booked is under investigation. 
the most recent inmate to pass away here. Well, the, the, an inmate at the Georgia jail where the 45th president is purportedly scheduled to be booked recently died under federal custody. This is the second inmate to die at the prison in less than a two week span. This is where they're going. The most recent inmate to pass away was 34-year-old Christopher Smith. Less than two weeks prior, Monte Stinson, 40, was similarly discovered unresponsive in his cell. They, the thing with it is, he needs to have 24-hour lo- Secret Service protection. So what are they going to do? Have the Secret Service agents also serve his sentence with him? How are they going to handle all this nonsense? A couple, uh, I, mean, I, I assume that it would be a couple of agents outside of his cell. Just like it's, you know, the Godfather or something like that. They wouldn't be in the cell. I, I just assume that they would be in the building, outside the cell, and still involved in his day-to-day security. I can't believe we're even having this effing conversation right now. I know. This is... Dis- I know. Th- oh. Here's Mike Davis on what he thinks is going to happen. Unless this, unless these indictments, Jack Smith or Fannie Willis, are charging Trump for inciting a riot or telling Rudy Giuliani to put the real electors in his trunk and send in fake electors instead of alternate electors, I don't see how there's any chance whatsoever. There's not a snowball's chance in hell that these indictments, that these criminal convictions will be upheld by the Supreme Court of the United States because of two things. Number one, there's a thing called presidential immunity. When the president acts within his official powers, including the outer bounds of his official powers, his actions are protected by presidential immunity. And alternatively, if he's acting within his personal capacity as a private citizen, his actions here, his words and conduct are protected by the First Amendment. He's not advocating for violence. If he were advocating for violence, the uh, January 6th House kangaroo uh, committee would have found evidence of violence. They found zero evidence after spending tens of millions of dollars over many years. They found zero evidence that President Trump incited a riot. And so that's why they're not charging Trump for inciting a riot, because there's zero evidence it exists. But what they want to do is use that imagery of the riot and get people get get to people's emotions on the riot and then bring in this these bogus novel legal theories that I don't know. I'm going to put all these notes in uh, these links that I have pulled up here, including the link to the Senate Committee on Judiciary Subcommittee hearing on December 3rd, 2020, with the video and the presentation in the show notes for everybody today so they can do their own deep dive into things if they want to refresh their memories. Um, Some of the tweets that Donald Trump is being uh, charged on on or about the third day of December, Donald John Trump caused to be tweeted from the Twitter account real Donald Trump, quote, people in Georgia got caught cold, bringing in massive numbers of ballots and putting them in voting machines. Or G- Is that illegal? Because, you know, obviously they have their own language. But in legalese, is that something that is common to say something like Donald Trump caused to be tweeted? Yeah, it just means he did it. I know, but... but- yeah, I've it's, just never heard that before. It's just legal. It's like boilerplate legal language they put in stuff. Really? Um, yeah. But on, you, you, it's unbecoming to just say on December 3rd, Donald Trump tweeted or Donald Trump published on Twitter. 
Yeah, when you're doing an indictment like this, yeah. Caused it to be tweeted. Yeah. On or about the 14th day of December, Donald Trump caused to be tweeted from the Twitter account Real Donald Trump. What fool Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia is. Uh-oh. We're in deep trouble now, guys. Uh, if I, I call him a fool, I should be in jail for several lifetimes just for things I said last night. Donald John Trump tweeted, the vice president has the power to reject fraudulently chosen electors. Or, if Vice President Pence comes through for us, we will win the presidency. Or, states want to correct their votes, which is true, they sent letters, which they now know were based on irregularities and fraud, plus corrupt, pro corrupt process never received legislative approval. True. I... I Here we are. This is the war that we're in right now. Here we go. My name is Legion, for we are many. See, James, it's not just about you or Edward, for that matter. It's about everyone. The entire human race. All of us against all of you. Hmm. What's that from? Well, Nefarious. You know, that's the case. Your side's not doing too well. Do you really believe that, James? Yeah. We've never been freer. Literacy is at an all-time high. We're working to eliminate racism, intolerance, gender inequality. People can, people can love who they want, be who they want, do what they want. Diversity is no longer a dream. Hate speech is no longer tolerated. And politically, we're reclaiming the moral high ground. James, I think I love you. Literacy, James. James, the average high school graduate reads at a sixth grade level. You have basketball players making 30 million a year decrying racism, all while wearing sneakers made from slave labor. Now here's something for you. Right now, your world currently has 40 million slaves. More than the Romans had at the height of their empire. You wanna know the best part though? Half of those, half are sex slaves, James. As for hate speech, well, you want to hear some irony? We didn't even come up with that one. You did it all by yourself. <laughs> Sometimes you amaze even us. Us is the, the devil, by the way, and demons. Yeah, I got that part. I uh, haven't seen the movie yet. Oh, God, Frank, you got to see it. Yeah, I got to see a lot now. of things, but I just... We have uh, eight minutes. I, I had the men, the male power lifter, who's actually saying he's trans, who lifted 281 <laughs> pounds more than the women did to win the competition. Just, I don't know why that's happening. Could, could have never guessed. Um, but I actually kind of want to... How do I do this? Um, let's do this. I'm going to play this clip of a man who knows his rights He's a law student. It's, it's going to be a little, a, a little bit of, of listening, Frank. But um, this is a man who was carrying his gun lawfully. I'm not sure exactly where this happened, um, but he had the lawful right to be carrying his weapon. And look at what happens when you know your rights. Here we go. How are you? Not bad. Uh, just so I can uh, concentrate on what you're saying. Yep. I'm just gonna. 
Okay, I don't consent to any searches. I just want to make that I'm, clear. I'm not going to search you. I don't consent to any seizures either. Okay, I'm just going to hold it so I can have a conversation with you. Okay. Um, what crime are you? am I suspected of committing? And uh, you just pointed that gun at me when it was loaded, just so you know. You twisted it, pointed it right at me. Like Before this. you wrecked the slide, you pointed it right at my legs. <laughs> um, people are calling. It's about a guy walking around with a gun, so... Okay. Uh, that's not illegal. Can I have my gun back and get I moving along? need your ID, and then we'll get you on your way, What sir. crime do you suspect me of committing? Like I said, people are starting to call about a guy carrying a gun. Yep, that's a report of illegal activity. What crime do you suspect me of committing? In order to stop me, you have to suspect me of a crime. Can you get your supervisor here? He is on the way. Okay, thank you. Okay, but like I said, people are concerned. It's a public safety issue. So I'm here to make sure everyone's all set. You make sure you're all set. Okay, so I just need to get your ID. And we'll call it good. No, sir. You're not going to give me your ID. Unless you are issuing me a summons as 17A, 15A I need to make sure requires, you, then... Can you let me speak for a second? Yep. I need to make sure you're not a felon to carry this. Do you suspect me of being a felon? I don't know you. So okay, gonna... if you don't suspect me of being a felon, then I would like my gun back and I would like to proceed on my way. In order to carry a gun, you're not allowed to be a felon. Correct, but unless you suspect me of being a felon, there's no reason for you to stop me. There is a reason to stop you. Unless you suspect me of a crime, as Terry v. Ohio, Delaware v. Uh, Prouse, uh, requires you to have a suspicion of crime before you detain an individual. Brown v. Texas you're, you're, does, no, does not allow you to stop an individual and demand their ID. Can I get your first name so I can speak to you on a person-to-person on a -person basis here? Uh, no. You're not going to give me your No, nope, I'm not going to be that type of guy when I'm trying to have a conversation. I'm sorry, sir, but for my own protection, I would rather not give you anything because any name I give you is going to go in the police report about this incident. There's going to be no police report. There's a police log generated for every call. This is called a pedestrian crime. Yep. And unless you have a reasonable suspicion that I'm committing a crime, you can't detain me. I have to be free to leave. There has to be a consensual encounter, sir. Here's the deal, sir. You are walking down Congress Street carrying a gun. Yes. Okay. Is that illegal? It's a cause for concern. Do you suspect me of committing a crime? Sir. Do you suspect me of carrying a crime, committing a crime, yes or no? Sir, I need... Uh, suspenders. Keep my pants up. Yeah, that's the buckle for the suspenders. This is common practice, dude. Okay. Yep. Um, it's illegal, common practice. It's not illegal. We see a guy walking down the street carrying a gun. Yep. Okay. Is that the only reason why you stopped me? Yes. That I'm carrying a gun? Yes. Okay. In that case, I want you to refer you to Debiri v. U.S. Debiri v. Okay. v. U.S. says that a firearm, where legally carried, cannot be the only cause for reasonable suspicion for a, for a stop. Yep. Am I free to go? You are. Okay. Can I have my gun back? Sure. Thank you. Oh, refreshing. Refreshing. Yeah, now, and people, I, I mean, people I, in the comments were like, why you got to give them a hard time? I'm like, just wear a mask. Why you gotta be be a pain in the, pain in the right. neck? Just the stay home. For, uh, <laughs> uh, if it weren't for compliant police, you have to understand. There's a there's a there's a uh, a, a, a a daisy chain that goes on here. You train people around us in society to be ninnies. That with a, at the sight of a gun, they are now scared, hip squeaks, and they go and call the cop. And the cop has now been trained to be able to take that as the sign of a, a a really big problem and a cause for public concern and all of that. And they have completely overlooked what is not only our our culture but standing legal precedent. And we get into this this loop over here where unless you are 
a fraction of the top 1% of people like this person who was able to have that encounter and BTFO the cop, then then you are you're screwed. You've given away every right you have under the Constitution of the United States and you end up in trouble 99% of the time. And and it might not have ended that way for most people, honestly. I know, but you know what? That guy was doing the good work that uh, if we all knew that, I certainly could not have pulled that off. I wouldn't, I, I, that would, that takes a lot of study. It takes a lot of interest in what your rights actually are and how to apply them with a, in a, in a reasonable way and not getting overly emotional or anything like that. Uh, That takes a lot of work and a lot of self-control. And if we, if more of us were like that, that's a, that is, first of all, the, the pandemic would not have, right. have gone well, the way th- it did. That's what I said to, to the person fighting against me, saying, oh, just give him your ID, blah, blah, blah. Why are you causing a problem for the cop? I said, oh, just stay home from work. Oh, just wear a mask. Oh, just get a vaccine. Yeah. It's uh, like, that's, you cannot comply your way out of tyranny. They, the cops were the hallway monitors for most of our problems during the lockdowns. The kids playing I know in that there are some and- great sheriffs out there, but, uh, it, uh, you know, most people... Most people had to deal with the uh, the COVID police. Just advocating for people's rights, not for criminals, guys. People have rights. You're you're innocent until proven guilty. If more of us asserted that and and knew our constitutional rights under in this country, it would be wonderful. Someone said, "This is why there's a campaign against Karen. They wanted to brainwash people not to question authority." Well, there's a, there's a difference between the "I want to speak to your manager, car, Starbucks coffee house queens." And somebody who is being uh, is being uh, confronted by police in a manner that is wholly inappropriate and is only the result of a culture that has gone sour that needs some sort of attempt to correct it. So this is not a this is not a Karen. This is just a guy who knows his rights. Um. What I'm going to do right now, Frank, I don't know if you have a couple minutes to stick around, but I want to play this some of this video of this commercial airline abduction. Um, um, I don't have a couple minutes because the carpet people are coming to fix what they screwed up. Okay, well, I'm going to play it. If you want to jet out, that's fine. I'm going to end the show right now. Okay, I'll see you guys on Friday then. Yeah, on Friday. Uh, Later, you, everyone. <laughs> you, Everybody uh, watching, stick around. If you're listening to the podcast, you will see the link to this um, in the show notes. But I think that everybody here is going to be interested to see this. It's pretty damn interesting. I make no assertions about what exactly this is or if it's real or whatever. I just found it interesting. I'm throwing it out there. You have been Send listening. me the link. Send me the link because I do want to see it, but I got to go. For sure. No problem. Right. Take care. Bye. You have been watching or listening to the Dark Delight podcast with... Frank, who just left. You can catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Also, make sure to watch us live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Getter, and on Twitter. And uh, check out Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on QuiteFrankly.tv or also on Rumble. We'll be back on Friday. 